The mitzvah of Yiyud is a sif katan of the laws of an Amma Avriya. The Pasik says, right in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim, after it says, Ki sikna evidivri, the yimkar ish as what would be if a man sells his daughter as an Amma, as a slave? So the Torah immediately says, even though she's a slave, but at the same time, her laws will not mirror the laws of Avadim. In the Torah Shabbat, what it means is that an Amma of Ria and an Evit Ivri, for the same matter, are not treated like an Evit Kanani as far as what it takes for them to go free. An Evit Kanani is Yoytzev Hashem Ve'ayin. We saw this Gemara earlier in the Sugis. An Amma of Ria and an Evit Ivri are not Yoytzev Hashem Ve'ayin. Either way, the Pasuk immediately says, Im What will be if this girl was raw in the eyes of her master. Rashi says, She wasn't Noisachem. The Adoin did not want to do Yiyot. Additionally, this Adoin did not Vehefta. He did not redeem her. Says the Pasuk, this girl will now not be able to be sold to an Am Nachri because of the fact that there was some Begida, there was something bad that happened to her. The Pasuk continues and says, What would be if the master did not do Yiyot, whatever that is, so the son has the option to do the Yiyot as well. And if the son does the Yiyot, can Mishpat Habonois we should treat this girl in other words treat her the way we treat all married girls what would be if the son did yield the son has another wife don't think that because he has another wife so maybe now he does not have to provide to this woman the that he was no just because he has another wife that is neither here nor there. Therefore, she'er ksus still need to be provided to the amav. Im shlosh What happens if all three things that we just mentioned would not be done? That this is a little bit confusing because you can think that the three things are the she'er ksus Those are not the three things. The three things are that the adoin did not do yiyud, the son did not do yiyud, and there was no vehefta either. Nobody redeemed this girl. In that case, she will remain a regular amav ria. How long? The yatsachinam ain't until she becomes a Naira, and then she's going to be Yotze B'Simonim. So these few psukim are one of the harder psukim to be Mavisadra. Not because they're hard to read, but they're hard to comprehend, they're hard to understand. It's written a little bit in riddle form. It's not 100% clear what's going on. But the Teresh Peh of these psukim are the following. In the event that a man sells his daughter as an Amma of Ria, the Odin has a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah's essay de raisa. The Chinuch counts it as mitzvah 43, if you're keeping score. It's mitzvah men gimel, to go and marry this girl. So that she won't be a regular amma, but instead she'll be an isha. If you look in the Sefer HaChinuch, he says that the sherish mitzvah, the spirit of the mitzvah is that we don't want that Jewish girls should be ammois, we want them to be wives. And as a result, if you now purchase this girl because of a very unfortunate situation, but at the very least marry her. Treat her like a wife. Don't treat her like an Amah. And that's a mitzvah sasei deiraisa, like there's a mitzvah sasei deiraisa to put on tefillin. The Torah says that there's two ways that you could be mekayin, the mitzvah viyot. Either the Odin himself marries this girl, or his son marries this girl. Either way, there's a kiyo mitzvah sasei 
of you. The Torah also says that in the event that for whatever reason you're not going to do yiyot, like Rashi says, there's another mitzvah that you could be mekayim, and this is mitzvah 44 in Sefer HaChinuch. That mitzvah is described in one word, the word that Chazal darshaned a lot in the last few days, the hefta. At the very least, you should be poida this girl. So you bought this girl because of a situation. Now that she's your Amma Avriya, marry her, your son should marry her, or at the very least, try to work out an arrangement, sit down with the family, with the father, the hefta, Guroin Kesef, you should contribute as well and try to figure out a way for this to not be permanent, for this to only be a temporary situation. Tyra concludes and says, that in the event all three of these things which are lichat chila were not done, then the yatsachina main kasef. So really in the parish of Amavriya, there's two mitzvah saseis. You have the mitzvah saseh of Yud and you have the mitzvah saseh of Pidiya. In fact, the Mishnah says in the Sachtas Pchayristach Yud Gimel Amad Aleph, mitzvah Yud Kaidemes le mitzvah Pidiya. That's a famous Mishnah. The Mishnah over there says, Mitzvah's Yibum Koydemes Mitzvah's Chalitza. That's really what it's famous for. But also, Mitzvah's Yid is Koydemes Mitzvah's Pidiyah, implying that Yid is a Mitzvah and Pidiyah is a Mitzvah. Also, implying that in terms of Seda Advarim, the optimum is to do the Mitzvah of Yid, and then more Pidiyavit would be to do the Mitzvah of Pidiyah. So, what is Yid? So, hopefully, over the next two days, that will become a little more clear. But the short answer is, Yiyud is a synonym for marriage. Now, it's a marriage michudeshes. It's done in a very, very specific context. A panui can't go to a panuya and say, well, can I please be miyayed you? Maybe it's a lotion of kedushin. We have to refer back to the sugya on davav. But the point is, the chalois won't be a chalois Yiyud. The chalois would be erisin. Nusuin, Yiyud is a unique type of chalois, but really loosely translated is it's marriage. Now, how does Yiyud happen? Yiyud happens in the same way that Kedushin happens. Ho'isha niknis bekesef shtarubiyah. Yiyud happens bekesef. So, not shtarubiyah, but Yiyud happens bekesef. One of the Topics of the daf, and this is very, very important as far as pre-capping the daf is, there's a major machloikis tanon, and a machloikis amayiram, within the machloikis tanon, how or where is the kesef kedushin that makes up the yiyot? So yiyot's going to happen with kesef. The question is, where exactly is the money transferring that we can identify and say, this is the kesef kedushin? And there were two mahalchim in the tanah. One mahalach is, it's the moisar rishonis. So that when the father sells his daughter as an amavriya, obviously there's a transfer of funds. Amavriya is like this for kesef. So the adon gives money to the father. That money in the event that later there's going to be Yiyud, will Limafreya become Kesef Kedushin. It's as if to say, the Mois that were used to acquire the Amma 
are really mitla toy and depending on whether or not the father or the son end up doing yud, that will determine what the definition of that money is, what the definition of the transaction was. If there's no yud, so then this money will always be what it started off being, and that is just good old-fashioned Kenyan kasef of an Amma Avriya. If, however, the father or the son are going to choose to do yud, it's going to retroactively redefine the money. That this money was taken not regular kasef mechira, but what it was was Mois Kedushin. But the point is, you want to know where the Mois Kedushin was? One mahalach in the sugi is, it's the Mois Arishinus. The Mois Arishinus is the kasef Kedushin. But there's another mahalach in the Gemara, and that's the Shita of Rabbi Yosef or Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that the Mois Arishinus is not the kasef Kedushin. That money is regular kasef mechira. Where then is the kasef Kedushin? At the time that the Adoin decides that I want to do Yud, what happens is this girl goes from being an Amavriya to now becoming a wife. Now, the truth is that this girl really was supposed to be a Amma. She was supposed to work, let's say, for another four years. So what happens to the four years of work that she was supposed to do? She just received a tremendous gift. It's something that is considered income. That income that she just received by virtue of the fact that the Odoin, who's now the husband, essentially is being Michael, he's being Mevater on that work that she was supposed to do, that is considered income in the eyes of Chazal, in the eyes of the Torah, and as a result, that is the Kesef Kedushan. Now, this sounds a lot like Mekadosh Milva. And the truth is, it is Mekadosh Bemulva, and the Gemara is going to talk about that in the course of the Daf. But the bottom line is, according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, the Kesef Kedushin is not the original money. The Kesef Kedushin is that benefit that this Amavriya herself has at this very moment, that she goes from being an Amavriya to now being an Adon. Now, these are two completely different ways of seeing the world. Two dramatically different ways of understanding how Yid works. Is it working with the original Kesef that was transferred between the father and the Adon? Or is it working with the benefit that the Amavriya herself has at the time that she now becomes a wife so that she no longer has to act as an Amavriya? And there are many, many Nafkeminas and they're all going to play out in the Daf. It's not such a hard Daf, but it's a very Lomdash Daf. And a lot of the Daf is on the Standing these nafkuminas. Number one, who's the baldover of the kedushin? Meaning, who's the one that's receiving the cast of kedushin? If you understand Moisa Rishonis, it's the father, which is the way it works in a classic case when a father's mekadesh is It works Who's the baldover? The baldover, of course, is the father. If, however, it's the benefit of not having to do any additional work, so who's the one that is accepting the Kedushin, the girl's accepting the Kedushin. That's a big Kiddush. A girl that's a Ketana could accept the Kedushin, it's going to play itself out in the Daf. Another question. When the father or son choose to do Yud, the Yud is Chal Mikanu Lahaba, or maybe it's Chal even Lamafreya. If you hold Moisa Rishoyno, it says the Kes of Kedushin, so then it would seem reasonable to assume that it's actually going to be Chalamafreya. If, however, the Kesef Kedushin is the Mechila of the Halva, of the obligation that she had to work, so then Pashit, it's only going to be Mikano Laba. There's no way that it's going to be able to work Lamafreya. Meaning, what would be if a father sold his daughter as an Amma of Ria, and then afterwards he was Makadashar? 
Could he do that or could he not do that? If when a father sells an omma, the transfer of money is considered Kesef Kedushan, so then there's Mokham to say that even though the Kedushan wasn't Chal, but he has no ability to be Mekadashar because in the event that later the Odin is going to choose to do Yud, it's going to come out Lema Freya from that time she was already Mekudeshes. If, however, the Kedushan is only Chal Mikanu Lahaba, so then who says that the father doesn't have a right to be Mekadashar after he sold her? Now, that's totally in... A sugi that we learned in yesterday's up, but the point is just understanding conceptually what's going on as far as Yud goes. If it's Moisari Shoinus, then it would work Lamafreya. If, however, it's not Moisari Shoinus, then it would work Mikano Laba. Either way, that's the Hakdomati Yud, a lot, lot, lot more about it in the course of the daf, in the raid by it, in tomorrow's daf, in tomorrow's raid. Just as far as what we need to know to start today's daf was number one, Rabbi Baravu ahead in Iboya, Yud Nesu and Oisa, Eris and Oisa. When the Yud is done, is that only Erison, I mean, all there is is Kesef, so you would think all of this is Erison, or maybe no. Maybe it's going to be in the Suman as well. Another thing that we have to remind ourselves is that we had a three-way machloikis had to understand one Pasuk in the Torah, one of the Pesukim that we read. The Pasuk says, Rabbi Akiva said that what the Pasuk is saying is that once a father is Mekadesh's daughter, at that point, he loses his right to sell her again. When it says in the Torah, Lo yim shalemachra b'vigdai ba, b'vigdai z'miloshim beged, kivin shepire z'talisa yoleh, shuv ein rashoi l'moichor. Rabbi Liezer holds that what the Pasuk is saying is that once a father sells his daughter as an amma, he can't sell her again. So let's say he sold her when she was really young, she worked for six years, and now she's still a ketana, it doesn't matter. He won't be able to sell her again. The word b'vigdai ba is miloshim begida, merida, rebellion. Rip Shimon holds that when the Pasuk says it means both. And what the Torah is saying is that a father who was Mekadesh's daughter can't sell her, a father that sold his daughter can't sell her again. What's this three-way machloik istalian? Yeshem lemikra, Yeshem lemesayris. Rip Shimon holds this shita mechudeshes, Yeshem lemikra, and Yeshem lemesayris.